Episode 14 of the podcast is with Andy Etches, who's the sports director and co-founder at Rezzel. Andy comes to talk to us on a very different podcast, which is about the VR system that they've developed at Rezzel. He talks about who uses it and how it fits into exercise programs, um, and also how the system will progress over the next few years. It was really good talking to Andy because I've actually used the system, but it was a while ago now, and the, the progression in such a short amount of time is amazing, so it'd be great to see where this goes. Please go and check out our Knots meeting, our Knots network meeting if you haven't done so far. It's on the 22nd of February. Tickets are now available. We do have some still available, so please go and get them and make sure you get your place. We do have limited spaces on it, but come meet other coaches and see Johnny Wilson present. And also, um, massive thanks to, the, thanks to the guys already that have done so, but please subscribe and share the podcast and also head over to iTunes and leave us a written review. Uh, at the end of this podcast, at the end of this episode, I'll be announcing who wins our latest uh, review contest. So keep in, um, stay tuned for that and you'll see who wins at the end of the show. Here's the episode with Andy. Welcome to episode 14 of the Football Fitness Federation podcast. Today we're joined by Andy Etches. Andy is the sports director and co-founder at Rezzle. Andy has uh, very kindly come and sat down with me and it's our third, I think, live podcast. So thanks a lot for coming in, Andy. No problem. Nice to see you I know you've again. been uh, travelling the world like you've been telling me and I'm sure you'll go into it in a little bit in a second. But yep. just for anyone that doesn't know what you do, um, and this is a very different podcast, um, which we'll get into in a second. We'll just fill the guys in on your background and then also what it is you do currently. No problem. Um, so, uh, Andy Etches, obviously, as I just said, um, I'm one of the co founders of a business called My Hyper, which has got a product called Rezzle. Um, Rezzle is a cognitive function uh, testing platform, essentially, at its, at its base. Um, we use Rezzel to measure performance of players across all age groups, all, age, all categories, all the way from academy up to elite. And we do different types of tests with players um, at different stages of their careers or stages of their um, injury recovery, for example. Um, my specific background, I've worked in football for a long time, I'm doing various bits from, uh, from analysis uh, to working with injured players all the way through to uh, what we're doing now. Um, my fellow co-founders, um, Adam and Gaz, um, were basically working on something in VR, in football, um, and they brought us on board to basically see what we could do in the elite market and push this forward um, even further. Um, over the last year or so, we've come together and we've built a product which we think is pretty outstanding, but so far no one understands <laughs> and that's uh, that's interesting for you to say that because obviously we met at our football fitness federation the, the networking meeting um, at Aston Villa wasn't it it was yeah, yeah. Um, and then you were kind enough to invite me down to to your work and we, we went through the actual system and I had no idea what we were going into and the sort of thing of what it was so just yeah. fill in uh, just tell the guys exactly what it is in terms of like physically what, what is the okay. system so at its, at, its, um, at its base level, it's um, a virtual reality piece of kit. Um, one of the things that we've got to, um, that we fight against as, as a business is obviously there's, there's subpar, sub, um, poor bits of VR kit out there on the market at the moment. And what we are is completely different to anything else that's out there. 
So we do full body testing. We put a player's headset on. Um, we put uh, sensors on their feet and shins, which allow us to basically see the exact movement patterns that a player are making. Um, and it allows us to put a player through um, realistic movement patterns from game situations with a ball at their feet. But whilst they're doing that, there's minimal load and there's zero impact, so you're not actually physically making contact with the ball. But we have some tricks in the actual way the platform works in that um, the audio and visual cues make you believe that you're kicking a ball and you, you tend to feel the ball, really. Um, it's, it's, really strange, um, it's a really strange sensation, but it's truly believable. And after a few minutes, um, as I'm sure you'll attest of, of being in the kit, you, you all of a sudden think you're on a pitch and you're playing at full pelt, um, but really you're in a controlled environment. We can take up the stress levels or bring them down to, to whatever phase or, or capability that player's got. And uh, we'll run some specific tests on, on you dependent on, on what we're looking for at that time. Because I think that one of the biggest things for me was, or a couple of things really, was how realistic it was when you've actually got the headset on yeah. and how weird it is. Like you were getting us to look down at our feet and obviously you got the boots on and all that sort of stuff. And it is a very surreal feeling. But then also, and it's something we just touched on before we went live, is that it the, the sort of physical um, demand of mm. being in the headset, like, I'm, I don't know whether it was just me being unfit, but I was going out and I was absolutely <laughs> drenched in sweat yeah. and you, you're exhausted after it. And that's amazing from being in a, what, a couple of a meter squared area? Yeah, so we, everything takes place in a three meter by three meter space. Although we have now got a new tech, a new piece of tech that allows us to take it up to 10 meters by 10 meters so we can really push players. Even though it's in that concentrated space, um, there's still an element of a physical workout which we can load, you know, depending on whatever the trainer wants us to do. So we can take it right down and have people doing minimal movement, or we can push it really hard and have you making loads of change of direction. I think that's the one you're referring to where the different colour balls are coming yeah, at you. Yeah. Um, that is a really high cognitive load and it's a physical load and it surprises people because, you know, most people see VR as some kid at home on a PlayStation or something along those lines. Um, this is this is a, an elite training tool at the end of the day and it will test you. Yeah, and who? So we've got we'll have coaches, technical coaches, strength mm. conditioning coaches, sports scientists, probably some physios, yeah. uh, therapists uh, who listen to the podcast. Who's it for? Um, we work with many different departments at clubs, so we've tried not to create like um, a specific one size fits all because every club's demands are different. Um, we, we definitely will work mostly predominantly with the sports science department and rehab fitness, um, so especially physios. Um, so in, in that kind of sense, we've got a, a, a series of drills that we will basically put a player through, depending on, again, what phase of recovery they're in. Um, and we can provide reports um, that on the player's current mental state in terms of um, reaction times, composure, anticipation, key, key things that they can only really get from game situations. Um, and things that aren't typically measured during during recovery, except for maybe you know quick reaction test or something like that. Yeah, um, we can do it in in a way that is engaging for the player, um, a way that they don't feel like they're being tested, um, a way that will actually be fun, and obviously is he's actually in, interacting with the ball, which I'm sure you you'll know through doing working with injured players. If you've got a player who's not kicked a ball for six months, putting a ball at their feet is is a big deal. You know, um, we can do that from. We've got anecdotes from clubs where we've visited, um, and we've had a player who still got iodine on his leg from um, from an injury from a, a surgery like two days earlier, mm. and we've got him stood up um, under a very minimal load, um, walking around and kicking a ball, um, even though it's not, there's no ball there. Let me stress, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, he's not actually kicking a real ball, but he's making that movement pattern 
firing all the neural pathways from brain to foot, um, seeing and connecting with the ball, just just being put under that situation again. And can you just go into what we were just discussing beforehand about um, the actual striking of the ball? Because it is yeah. a very weird feeling, isn't it? Because you you can obviously see it and and the ball reacts to what you do obviously yeah. like it would in a game but you don't actually feel anything and can yeah. you just go into like the, the deceleration and the sure. hypertension yeah. and stuff like that? so obviously one of the things that we know that is a concern of, um, of some of the trainers who haven't tried the kit I must stress that because um, one of the things that people think you know they, 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 no one really gets it until they've tried it yeah uh, you've got to try it essentially yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah, really you understand do, you do. Um, you, you don't really get it until you try it and one of the worries that, that people have is you know will, will players hyperextend like kicking air um, and we've done some research with one of our partners um, at a really high level um, a research lab that they own and we've been through um, uh, different tests so like um, low, high load tests and, and actually what happens when, when the player strikes the ball the virtual ball so you, there's a cognitive trick that we play first of all with the audio and the visual um, so hearing the, hearing the ball connect, connect with your foot and seeing the ball connect with your foot seems to send a signal to the brain which basically um, you, you stop basically it's, it's bizarre it's hard to explain again unless you've seen it but at that strike point, um, you, you you actually deload um, and, and stop kicking the ball. Mm. So obviously that's why we're careful to integrate this at the right phase of a player's re- rehabilitation. Um, a lot of players can just use it from day one, but you know certain types of injuries we bring it in at a later phase. But we have stuff for those kind of injuries as well. Um, but it's it's really interesting and. Uh, We've got a lot of academic uh, work going on in the background at the moment. I think there's two PhD um, longitudinal tests going on. Uh, we've got some short-term studies uh, with live players at injured at um, live injured players at clubs currently, and a couple of uh, background studies which are more around somatic anxiety and preparing players for the feeling of um, of walking out in front of a pitch or the pressure of taking a penalty yeah. or um, how to deal with game situations. So that that was the. Uh one of the good things about it because when you put some, uh, set some of the drills up where you're in the stadium environment yeah. obviously that's you're not going to replicate that at all are you until yeah. you're back playing and, and some people won't experience that at all if they're, if they're not going to yeah. make it to certain levels so in terms of injuries like what uh, what injuries would you not be able to get players using the system with or could it literally go to anyone because obviously they don't have to move around too much so if yeah. a player like you say is a day or so out of surgery yeah. could you just get anyone straight into it um, I think that comes down to like the trainer's common sense as well for, you know an, an element of that but we, we've got use cases for in every type of injury and every and you know every stage of recovery um, I think obviously you know if you're comfortable with the player standing up and walking around then we've got some we've got some specific drills for that which is basically on your feet and just just make a little kicking motion um, yeah. a really weak kicking motion we have stuff specifically for that we've got um, next level things which are um, proprioceptive style drills where you, I think you did that one as well where you've got to track the track the letter uh, follow the ball and it oh yeah yeah it did yeah. yeah so that was just on like a single leg balance sort of drill yes, wasn't it yeah. yeah and you got to draw the letter with your foot yeah and yeah. obviously every time you make a mistake the, the idea with that drill is you've got to score zero yeah um, you know, every time you miss a ball, um, we score you one point. Every time you replant your foot, we score you a point. So we give a good measurement on what your balance and, and things are. And then we've got the full pace, um, rapid change of direction, full game pressure style drills, which obviously you know will come at a later phase. 
but again, could be straight away. You know, if you've got a muscle strain or something like that, we're not going to push you that hard. Yeah. I said we'll push you harder than we would do if you're just recovering from an ACL or something like that. Yeah, 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 of course. And I, that was the interesting thing for me because they're, they're essentially drills that I think a lot of players would be, they'd be blatantly, they'd be bored doing, wouldn't they? Like yeah. single leg drills. Yeah. They do that with physios in terms of um, progressing balance and getting some proprioceptive work going. But for them to have the headset on, and actually have the challenge in front of them, it, they must become a lot more, you must buy into it a lot more and, Definitely. and be a lot more switched on to the fact that they can achieve these scores. Without a doubt. I mean, one of our key, one of our key tools of, of making sure that it gets in, by an engagement of clubs is we've got leaderboards. So basically, you know, even if you're an injured player, you know, you might be, you might be unable to interact with the main squad or you might be, not, not saying ostracised, but you know, yeah. perhaps at certain clubs. Yeah. Um, you might be away at the side and you can't interact with the main team. You certainly can't be competitive with them unless it's on FIFA. Mm. With this, you can do some kind of physical, interactive, competitive um, drills that your fit players can do and you can do them whilst you're injured. Um, and we see that so powerful because, you know, the nine times out of ten, it's like, I want to go back on that and beat my score. Yeah. I want to go back on that and beat him or her, you know. It's, it, it just, it's a real driver to getting people to stay on the kit. And with, with apart from injured players, obviously you work with fit players as well, yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of benefits to actually progressing performance in, in terms of all the sort of cognitive aspects of being on a pitch. What, what do you find as being the main um, areas that you can affect with a, with a fit player by wearing the kit? Yeah, we, we really think we can enhance, um, um, we, we've got some studies in place that are early signs are showing that, that we're right in this as well, um, we can affect better decision making under pressure, um, we're very confident of that, so obviously one of the key measures in the outputs that we, that we do in a report is um, how, many, you know, how quick it takes a player to make a, a correct answer and how many touches of the ball do they take in, in between finding a correct answer. Several different types of drills, some in the stadium, some um, in just a, um, a training pitch environment. But we will measure all of those kind of um, all those kind of key markers, and obviously be able to highlight players who have those characteristics already, and then highlight um, specific um, strengths and weaknesses across other players. So we can say there's a blind spot to this player's left um, when there's a ball coming from the right, or um, you know there's there's a slow reaction point in this kind of um, scenario, or um, even from a, from an analysis standpoint, um, player positioning. Um, I think there's there's a, there's a specific player at one of the top two uh, Premier League teams um, who, if you are positioned 50 centimeters to the right of him, he's going to beat you every time. Um, so we can we can allow you that um, we can allow a player to basically learn where he should be positioned when he's defending against this electric winger. You know, where do you need to be and obviously let a player live that moment over and over and over again until they get used to it Yeah, um, we've got a few different scenarios as well for things like um, letting players see, see uh, lineups for things like exit routes um, so we see you know, things like that are typically um, the, you need 22 players on the pitch to basically do a full formation to, to do an exit route drill and if it's only for the benefit of one player, then the other two, the other twenty-one players are just basically standing around yeah. um, and moving around to to match the formations. We can do a thousand reps in a warm room with that player until they understand it. You know, especially over winter, it's freezing outside. No one wants to stand around like a lemon for two hours whilst one guy doesn't get it. You know, we can focus the attention on that player who needs the help. Yeah, um, and obviously that will improve the decision making 
and because we're doing it with a ball at the feet, we're programming the correct pathways, synaptic and optic pathways, and building that neuroplasticity to make the correct decisions at the right time using the right the right movement. You know, we're not using handheld controlled controllers here. Yeah, the ball yeah. at your feet. They're on the feet, yeah. And just a, just a personal opinion, do you think that the way teams are playing now? Um, in terms of style of play, so you see that the Guardiola teams and, and the mm. teams trying to play that sort of that sort of way. Do you think that will um, enhance the popularity of this type of kit because it's developing those players that do need, like you're saying, it's down to those really fine margins. Definitely. Do you yeah. think that's something that will that'll help this sort of kit progress? Yeah, definitely. I think because fitness levels are high across, you know, the elite teams in particular. You know, you're looking for that extra. 5% or 1% even just to get in front of your opponent and that can be in terms of decision speed if, especially if we're talking about like um, a physiological like a sprint race you know you can you can gain the first 4 metres of that race by thinking faster than your opponent mm. you know because I think it's 0.2 seconds to for your brain to process the visual cue and then obviously you need to make the decision on top of that to either sprint left or right um, if we can shave um, you know 0.2 of a second off that at a player like Raheem Sterling's speed, you know, I think he's 20 miles an hour nearly at full pelt. You know, that is, I think I can't, we can't do the maths in my head right now, but <laughs> I think basically you, 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 you could basically save yourself at least two meters in your first stride. But yeah. If you can think that fast and you know where to be positioned and you know how to, you know, you know how to line yourself up better, and we'll, we'll, we'll help that. So that's where you get that extra little five percent in at that elite level. Um, obviously through the levels we work all the way through and we've got testing for academies and obviously the drills are slightly different now where, they, where it's more about measurement and prescription so you know we'll diagnose um, strengths and weaknesses we'll show you clear reaction times not just reaction times like a ruler drop we'll show you a reaction time of how long it takes a player to make a decision to on a pass and receive drill yeah. um, you know and if they make a successful decision and how composed they are um, that is you know, there's nothing else like that out there. No, I, I think from an SNC and a sports science standpoint, like how we work so uh, much and so often on developing speed, and mm. you put in players into drills, and you might take a small group of players and, and put them into a drill and, and try and develop speed in their position or whatever it is. But to add this side of it to it, where you could be in a match situation and you can see where that skill, uh, that, that speed is needed, and how you've got to react to the external stimuli players on the pitch where the ball's going I think you see it so much in the modern game now how yeah players are quick but mm. it's the players that can read the patterns exactly. and, and see those little opportunities yeah. um, I think we posted I think it was a while back now but I posted a little clip of um, Sane at City yeah. how he did it and he, and he gains not just yards but like metres on his opponent yeah. um, first, just by reading what yeah. was going on right, I think the first two metres is in your brain basically you know, yeah. and that's, that's how you'll beat that opponent um, especially someone like Sani. Um, you know if you're, if you're defending against him you have to be positioned correctly otherwise he's going he's gonna to waste you yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, um, yeah, yeah and if you can think faster than him and you can position yourself intelligently to, to either make a mess of his run or make a mess of his movement into space then you, you know you've got a better chance yeah, you know, you need all the help you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it it sounds like from what we were talking about before, since we came, and I can't remember when exactly it was when we came across to you, but um, you put us in some situations of like real life game situations. Yeah. I think one of them was, I think it was a Man City game. Man, Monaco, Man City, yeah. Yeah, it's and our favorite, uh, our favorite demo. Yeah, that one, that one. <laughs> yeah. And it is obviously you've got the the, the actual players on the pitch with yeah. you. You can you can be on the pitch and experience that. So. Mm. 
how I'm sure coaches take to that really well because yeah. it can be in that real life situation but how how has that progressed and is there, is there anything else that's gone on top of that since we obviously met yeah. last time it, uh, the workflow easier as well because I think one of the key concerns that people have had in the past with us was how do we fit this into our workflow you know um, and we, we, we've been able to address those um, those kind of uh, issues and that, that specific tool has been enhanced so much now so it's, um, it's more of a two-way conversational tool it's not just we put the headset on you and show you where around the pitch and look at this from Mendy's point of view um, we, we can also use it in a classroom setting so there's an output to a screen now which has got top-down live video players point of view 56 camera setup all kinds of um, it looks it looks incredible and it's, it's an additive tool to any analysts uh, toolbox it, it brings all these different sources of data together from um, track app to GPS to um, I think we've even got um, we, we, bring, we bring in I was one I was going to say that we're not allowed to say just keep quiet there but the, we, we've got lots of different data sources one obviously we've done a partnership with Opta as well so we bring Opta data in but to, to the level of the level of data and the level of intricacy and how accurate that is is, is ridiculous like the player heights are accurate now so you know in, we had a goalkeeper situation whereby there was an argument with his well I say argument a discussion with um, with his manager about his position in the corner and um, it's like well I can see over the top of that that guy yeah. um, in this situation so my vision isn't blocked because he's only five foot four and I'm six foot four whatever you know something along yeah, those lines yeah. so we obviously built a tool that, that addressed that so that when you put the headset on you are the correct height of that player and every player around you is the correct height so if you wow. see that the vision is exactly what you see yeah but I think the shock the most shocking thing and the startling thing um, for players at all levels and managers at all levels and people who haven't played an elite game um, is to actually be on the pitch and see the speed that it is you know to get used to like that specific example the speed of Sterling's run you know how little time you have to make that decision when he's when he's running full pace at you or if your if your body shape is incorrect like uh, like Mendy's was in that, exa- that example he's never going to catch him mm-hmm. uh, because of the way he's positioned and obviously when you've got a coach speaking to um, you know, let's not use him as an example because he's a fantastic player but if you've got a coach speaking to a player in a situation like that mm-hmm. we can put the headset on and we can say just take a step to your right and then you'll see how, you know, and just shift your upper body a little bit this direction. You'll see that in those kind of situations, if, if he does make that run, you're going to catch him because you're ready. And you've, yeah. still got the eye on, you've still got your eye on your man, the guy you're watching, but you're no longer exposed over your shoulder. So those kind of teaching tools are, are fantastic. They're yeah. great at um, academy youth level as well because getting players used to that speed um, and seeing what it's like and, and seeing what good players do and how they're positioned um, and seeing what you're going to come up against mm. you know because as much as you know it's, it's such a ridiculously quick league um, if you put someone in someone in, in a game situation they're, they're going to be blown away by how quick you know the, the fastest players are we can get used to it before you before you have to actually have to face it I think that's interesting because players that are more experienced have obviously got that experience yeah. to sort of relate to, haven't they? And and if they played at the top level for a long time, they'll they'll have plenty of circumstances that, that well, they've been in the majority of, of sort of circumstances within a game. But players that are either playing at a lower level or an academy level that are coming through, and like you say, that they've got the intention of going into a first team game, mm. for them to experience that before they actually step onto the pitch is massive. It's about building that sixth sense. I mean, we've got obviously got Vincent Company on board working with us now, and some of the wisdom that he passes down from ten years of elite football is how he knows where everyone's going to be. And I'm sure, obviously, you know, most players are getting to the level of 
you know understanding where where their um, fellow teammates are going to be in any situation so they can blindly pass but building that kind of um, those kind of teaching tools that are going to teach that awareness and teach that kind of um, ability to not be exposed um, is, is, is massive to us and I think one of the, the interesting things for me and obviously don't mention anything that you, you can't mention or unsure of or whatever at the moment but is where is it going to progress because yeah. For me, like it's exciting to, to hear the stuff that, that is progressing the little time that we came over <laughs> yeah. to, to your office. Like it, it sounds like it's going at a pretty fast rate. So where do you see it going? Um, well, I think one of the first things I've got is um, since since you last saw it, the kit is miniaturized like massively. So it's it, there's less there's less less to carry around, you know, because we built this to be something that either can be installed at a training ground or can go away with clubs to away games or tours. Um, now it just goes in two small cases, um, and I say when I say small, they're just little pelican cases. So obviously that's one of our first things: miniaturizing, making the technology more accessible, um, making programmable sessions. So I've got this player, and he's doing he's at this phase of recovery. So I want him to do this drill, this drill, this drill, but not that. Yeah. Um, we can we, a coach can now go in and, and be prescriptive and say just that to this level, um, you know, this kind of RPE level. Um, we can uh, we can basically put RPI in. Sorry, we can, we can put that in um, directly, and you can pre-program it. So we the the big strides we make we're making, and, and we will be making in the future even further are just fitting into workflows. You know, making making sure it's minimised testing. There's less um, you, there's less actual observation required because this system will feedback as much as it can. Um, so you, you know, one coach can run four sessions at the same time, things like that. Um, and then obviously we've got, you know, in terms of hardware, we're looking at eye tracking. So obviously with eye tracking, we can do, we should have that pretty soon. Um, we'll be able to build um, things like pupil dilation to measure stress and blood vessel dilation and all kinds of, um, all kinds of things within the eyes that are huge um, early indicators for like traumatic brain injury, that are oh, huge, wow. huge for concussion, um, huge for measuring and monitoring um, player stress levels during um, high, high pressure situations and other fatigue. Um, there's there's a whole host of things that are going to come out with that, and then obviously, just making it um, you know just up in the actual realism even further than it actually is. I mean, yeah. again, anyone who's been in it will will say that after about two minutes they they forget that they're not in a stadium. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. yeah. It's a weird feeling when you when you go from obviously putting the headset on, yeah. but then also coming out of it as well, you still feel like you, you're back you, in the real world. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is a very <laughs> surreal uh, feeling. So, so it's that little bit, um, we had a player on it yesterday um, who came back into the real world and saw, saw the training ground and he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to be back into it, yeah. Um, yeah well, I'm sure that's the case, isn't it? especially with injured players, like because yeah. they, they get the buzz back. Yeah. And then, exactly. But then I suppose that's a motivational tool as well, isn't it? Massive. I mean, again, we spoke before about putting a ball at a player's feet when you know you're not allowed to kick a ball for so long you know at the end of the day it's the player's bread and butter it's their life and if you take that away you know it's, it's cognitively and mentally damaging a little bit and it can bring you know other 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 issues with it along those lines but if we can maintain that with a player you know you can maintain a ball at your feet at whatever level of intensity and obviously we, we, we help build a player's confidence and maintain that confidence so that when they return to play, they're coming back sharper, um, they're coming back um, without any loss of reaction time and they're coming back feeling ready to go because, you know, they're happy. Yeah, yeah, and that's massive, isn't it, in terms yeah. of the players 
so uh, headspace and the and the welfare and the motivation to get back to play. Exactly, I think those those kind of soft um, soft skills or soft skill benefits to this, you know, regardless of um, you know the ongoing studies that we've got, we know we're hundred percent confident that we'll prove everything that we're claiming. But the on the soft skill side of things, just that in itself is worthwhile because putting keeping a player engaged in any kind of recovery program, keeping them moving in any kind of recovery program, keeping a smile on their face, keeping them competitive, you know, that as a soft skill in itself makes this worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and with the uh, aspects of it, in terms of progressing with the concussions and all that, mm. and all that side of it, is it just football that you're working in at the moment or do you, are you working with other sports? Because that, obviously that side of things if, if, if that's going to develop and in the, in the way you can monitor players like that that could open up yeah. a whole number of sports um, we, we've got early early um, early prototypes for a number of other sports at the moment um, and we're definitely looking at, at different pathways but for us we want to get football right um, I think we've got it right now we just need to um, we just need to like hone it and, um, and work with play, work with more players and more clubs to make sure that everything's um, absolutely perfect um, and then we can move into other sports fully you know yeah but we've got some great ideas for other sports especially um, in the recovery side of things and sports where um, elements like concussion are a big deal yeah but not yet <laughs> <laughs> and I know um, certain coaches are a little bit hesitant in terms of technology and mm. where technology goes and how they use it as well and I know a big thing that that you we were talking about before is is how it would fit into like an ex- existing program. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and how it can actually just be a benefit rather than replacing yeah. certain aspects? Without a doubt. I mean, I think that is definitely one of the, the issue. The two issues that we come up against are we get lum- lumbered in with it's VR, so it must be a toy or a game, um, or it's a poor version of, of VR, and then we get. Um, put in with well how am I going to fit this into my program do I need someone to, to run it full time do I need another member of staff or something along those lines so obviously the first one we address that as soon as you put the headset on you say god this is so different to anything else I've ever done before and anyone who, who tries it sees the benefit straight away um, the the second part is something that we've we've obviously learned more about with more, the more time we spend with clubs and and honing specific needs um, so creating things like automation tools like I mentioned before of pre, 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 pre-planned sessions um, we can do stuff like that but uh, the key is it's so it's really simple to use so if you can type a username and a password in um, then you can use you can use the kit and you can manage it and give it to a player because the program is that simple username password find the player's profile click preset session and away you go and it just runs um, in terms of time, you know, we say 20 minutes um, is is how long we've created the sessions to be in particular. But you can you can you can lengthen them out or shorten them depending on your your own desire. But we've created a specific set of sessions that are that are around 20 minutes long. Um, so obviously that just slots in really simple, um, booked into a, t- a typical workflow. The good thing is with this, it can fit in, you know, it, at any point in um in in between the game basically in between two games it can be on a recovery day it can be post training um, because there's you know minimal load um, it's, it can kind of slot in anywhere but we prefer it to obviously be prescribed you know 10am Tuesday you've got 20 minutes in this and yeah. your next player the idea is obviously you can do a full squad in a day as well so 20-24 players can go back to back all day um, or two kits can run you know more players yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah I mean that that, that kind of thing we, we've Remove the need for 
a full-time member of staff or you know you can try we think we a couple of clubs we work with we've trained 10 different members of staff to use it it takes us about an hour to train a member of staff maximum and you know it means anyone can just jump on it at any point um, we try and keep the players from going on it themselves because we want to control what they do but um, I know one, one club in particular had a couple of players have found the passwords and uh, we were able to change them because they were just going on and messing around with it oh, but, but you know it's a great sign that, that you know one issue we don't have to do it. Yeah, we don't yeah. have an issue of player buying players yeah. just want to get on it because it's, it's fun you know? yeah and the best thing is they don't realise they're being tested most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, obviously, without mentioning <coughs> names in particular, what, what sort of clubs are working with it? Um, so we've got um, a number of clubs in the top six, Premier League, and we've got a couple of clubs in Championship. Uh, we're working at um, international level with um, a couple of European um, international clubs. I wish we could actually say them because I'm sure everyone on this podcast knows, you know, especially what we do. We deal with intricate data that's... that's Really course, important, yeah. and um, and it, it's it's important data. So we've got to just be locked down on what we can actually uh, what we can actually say and be super careful over it. No, you see, I think it's just good for the guys to hear that it isn't it yeah. isn't like the, the the top clubs basically that are using it, and then top players that are using it as well. And yeah. uh, no, I appreciate you can't actually name the clubs, which is not a problem, but it's just good for them to know the sort of standard of players yeah. that are working with this kit. Um, player-wise, I mean, obviously one we can talk about is Vincent Company because um, he's part of the business and it's obviously out there. Um, and, you know, for him to have that faith in us as a business, uh, to know what we're doing and not see it as like, um, this is, you know, money-making thing. He's seeing this as, like, I can affect this and I can make it better and, and um, I can use it as well. I think he wants to get it home. Yeah, <laughs> um, no surprise. You know, <laughs> that, that kind of thing. We, it, it really does add, add, um, add to our credibility. That's amazing, mate. It's, it sounds like it's progressing all the time. Like, like I've said a few times in, in the short time that yeah. we came to over to your place, it sounds like it's kicked on massively, so it's exciting to see where it's actually going to go in the next sort of months and years. Fingers crossed. It's going. It's going. To, I'm pretty. We're, we're confident. You know. We 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 know it's. We know it works. We're seeing amazing results, and we're seeing. We're hearing good feedback. Um, we're obviously doing that. Um, we're launching in the US next week as a testing center, training center for um, for academy kids, which is going to be interesting because it's kind of democratizing the high entry points um, of of playing over there. It's a pay to play kind of uh, situation. Yeah. So obviously we can give you. Um, we can give kids. Know, here's, here's a printout of my, my scores compared to you know these benchmarks um, that kind of stuff is, is great and we see a huge a huge opportunity over there to, to help develop the game in the US um, outside of just bigger faster stronger um, which is you know, it's important but as we said the first yard might be in your head yeah yeah exactly and if if guys want any more information or they want to they want to chat to you about it yeah. where's the best place for them to reach out to you um, I think rezzle.com r-e-z-z-i-l.com um, and we're on twitter as well um, obviously I think we're we're, we're on all the, all the main socials yeah I'll <laughs> yeah. post it all in the in the show notes so they've got um, access to that as well so I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that'll want yeah. more information and maybe even to get a the club's using it, so yeah. hopefully you'll have a bit. Everyone's welcome to pop over to. Um, we've got a demo space in Manchester, um, and we we've got a road kit that we come out and go to training centres up and down the country. So, give us a shout. We'll we'll be there. Amazing. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time, mate. And yeah, uh, I know Thank you've me. been all around the world in all these different places. So <laughs> yeah. uh, you probably just need to a bit of time, a bit of time to chill. So you can go yeah. do that now. We'll get another plane. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Andy. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Big thank you to Andy for coming onto the show. 
like I said, he was he's been doing a lot of travelling uh, with Rezel and taking the system around the world. So it was great for him to come in and record a podcast with me. Um, I hope you re- you took loads of information from the show. Um, you can go and follow Andy and also Rezel at Rezel um, R E double Z I L and then underscore. Uh, that's on Twitter. And then the website is Rezzle.com. I think some of the biggest takeaways for me were, like I said in the show, I'd, I'd used this system a while ago, but the way they're developing it and um, progressing the technology on how they can work on speed and the, um, the insight of players into performance on the pitch, I think that's going to be massive. So not only training the, the physical side of it, but the, the cognitive side of play, is huge and, and like Andy said about in the episode that can be for both fit and injured players as well which I think is really really big and then the future of where it can go and I actually spoke to Andy after the show as well off air and he, he told me some of the stuff that the guys are working on it's, it's going to be absolutely massive and it's, it's really exciting to see where this sort of stuff goes um, I didn't know much about VR at all not long ago and I'm seeing a little bit more of it now and it's um, it's a really cool bit of bit of kit and I think it's going to be really valuable for coaches I think it's um, another takeaway for me is, is that how it can in, enhance the coaching practice so I think some coaches are a bit hesitant on putting bits of tech like this into their practice but the way these guys look at developing it is that it it will just um, it will fit into what you currently do and not take over and, and lose the sense of coaching um, which I think the reason behind why some coaches are a little bit hesitant when using certain bits of technology but these guys definitely want to fit into um, current programs and not take over if you haven't done so already please go and check out our physical performance handbook we've had some really good feedback on this this is one of our first bits of uh, first resources available and it's available on our website if you go on footballfitfed.com and click the shop tab at the top We've got a handbook on there. It's got 25 drills. They're all um, compatible on mobile and desktop. But we made it compatible for mobile. So if you're out on the pitch and you need some different speed, power, change of direction, strength drills, endurance drills, no matter what standard of play you work with, whether it's grassroots, up to professional, might be academy kids, um, it might be an adult Sunday league team, no matter what team it is, you can take something from this handbook. It's got a really easy to follow key that tells you our recommended durations and intensities and number of players that we want you to work with. And like I said, there's 25 drills in there. So there's loads of different drills and it's available for just $9.99. So if you want your copy, head over onto the website, footballfitfed.com, click on the shop tab and you can purchase it on the, on the shop through the website. I also said at the start that we're going to announce our, the winner of our review contest. Um, so I've just we've had a few reviews in. Um, obviously, we really appreciate the reviews. It helps to boost the podcast. Um, and thanks a lot to everyone that's left us a review. But the winner is actually going to be someone who's appeared on the podcast. Um, you put the very first review on, and that's Mark Armitage. So Mark wrote, um, he gave us a five-star review. And wrote, the Football Fitness Federation Network podcast doesn't only put out excellent industry-relevant and current information, but it gives emerging practitioners a platform to share and develop their ideas with the wider community. 
With coaching at the heart of their philosophy, this resource is an excellent tool to coach and coaches. So big thanks to Mark for putting that on there. Mark wins the copy of The Barcelona Way, which is Damien Hughes' latest book. And I've, I've read this book. It's absolutely quality. So even if um, you haven't won it, it's something that I do recommend for you to go and purchase. And Damien, Damien was a previous guest on the show as well. So you can go and check out the episode with him if you haven't seen the work that he does. Um, big thank you again for listening to the show. If you could share it and spread it and spread the word, pop it on social media, put it on Instagram, put it on your story when you've had to listen to it, share it on Twitter, Facebook, however you, sh- however you want to share it. Please get the word out for us because it is growing. And our social media channels are Twitter is at FootballFitFed, the same with Instagram, at FootballFitFed. We have some really cool episodes coming up. Um, some big names in, in the world of S&C, um, but also in the, in the fitness industry. So it's, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to bringing you some of these shows. Um, but if you do have any other recommendations of people that you want to see appear on the show, or if you want to come on yourself and you've got a reason behind wanting to come on, coming to, um, wanting to come on the show yourself, please get in touch. Our email is mail at footballfitfed.com. Once again, big thank you for listening and we'll speak to you again next week.